1: Yeah, welcome back, everyone. Second hour of the program in our real crunch time this Saturday afternoon. Adrian Paschenko, Scott Settler and Julian King. Thanks to our great mates at Ozito. It's a good day to get outside today. It's powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't ding blind. Don't even dig half-blind like Josh Maguire. <laughs> Search before you dig online oh, every wow. time. The open line number, one 1170 <laughs> And we've got a few more texts coming through as well. We'll endeavor hey, to just, tick those. Yes. Just me.
2: on that, about I, I, I train with a guy. He's got one eye. Yeah. Have a listen to this, how painful this would be. Sorry, listeners. Okay. I said, have you got one eye? He goes, yeah. Can you, did you not tell this is a, an artificial eye? I said, couldn't tell. He goes, yeah, I, I can't see out of that eye. I said, what happened? He said, well, I was fishing with my friend one day, and as he went to cast his line... Oh, <laughs> no, no. Please stop, please stop
3: this story. Oh, gross. Wow.
2: Shout Share that to you, Jace. <laughs>
1: oh. Good afternoon mm-hmm. to you, Jace. Oh four five We'll rip through these texts as well in the next couple of hours of the program. Time to weigh up what is happening this afternoon for top dollar metal recyclers. You know, they say if, if your team's not involved in the finals, who are you going to go for? Most people jumping... Aboard the Warriors, and the Knights as well. I don't think there's a a team you particularly hate. They're they're working class. They're very passionate about their footy. Go Media Stadium, Auckland. uh, Mount Smart Stadium in the old language. They resisted the urge to move it to the bigger Eden Park. You know, Andrew Webster said all year he wants to make it a fortress. The Warriors, of course, Sean Johnson returns. We presume Dylan Walker moves to the bench. Freddie Lussick goes to 18th man for the Knights. It was confirmed yesterday that Daniel Siafidi is out with a hamstring injury. Brody Jones comes onto the bench. Jackson, Hastings, Lachlan Fitzgibbon also out. Adam Clune starts in the seven jersey. Dylan Lucas now at second row. Just big before out. we get into, yeah, they are b- big yeah. outs Just before we get into the nitty gritty of this game, this term the was, gentlemen. It sort of love read it. its head. Do you love it? Oh, I can't get behind it. I you reckon. Know where it came from, don't you? Tell me.
2: Sean Johnson last year after a game, it was in the wet. I think he kicked the winning field goal. Mm. And as he was signing off from his interview, he goes up the was and he just took off.
1: Can I can I tell you how many times I've said Waratahs instead of war, um, Warriors inadvertently when I say the WAS? <laughs> it happens so often.
3: It's weird to me. And then, of course, Panthers jumped on board and they got in trouble for saying up the pars. I, I yeah. didn't realize that, so that that's where it originated from. And now that you've told me that, I'm more behind it than I was. I was a bit yeah. like ambivalent but he's just such a good story and and sats you you tipped me into it that you obviously did the mc hosting at their prezo night and i ended up running that story about the um i got a hold of the footage and ran it and it's just an incredible comeback like to think that just before they came back for their first game in new zealand that he basically had the baby come to jesus talk mm. you know with the with Cameron George and and, and Stacy Jones who was the interim coach at the time and they were like like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to keep playing? Because there was a big part of him that, that he was thinking, oh, I, don't, I don't need this. And he was copying so much criticism, criticism and, and, and some of it was warranted too. Like he wasn't playing well. He wasn't enjoying himself. He was homesick to the point now where he's turned it around, dally a medal contender um, midway through the season. You know, other clubs are starting to look at him. What the, the Tigers obviously needed a, a number seven and they will prepared to offer him a two-year deal just 12 months after it looked like it, yeah. you know, he was gone. And, you know, he's just one of those experienced halfbacks, and there's so few of them. And that's why we're seeing these guys come into their own now. Daily Cherry Evans, Adam Reynolds, Sean Johnson, um, well into their 30s. You did Ben Hunt there. On ben that said, Hunt? Yeah. So, no, sorry. That, that <laughs> it, 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 it was remiss of me. But all these guys are you would have thought that we'd be seeing them transition out of the game because there'd be all these great young halves coming up, but they're not coming up. We haven't identified them and they just provide so much leadership, particularly at this time of year.
2: Do you know, and I said to you, AP, after spending some time over there and, and hearing how the, the community – now, we were sitting at dinner on the Sunday night, my wife and I, the night before the presentation. Night, and I, I apologise that the listeners that have heard this story, but – there was a family of eight sitting behind us from probably about the age of nine or ten all the way up to probably mid-60s. It's a Rugby Union World Cup year, and we're a week out from it starting. This is a couple of weeks ago. And all they were talking about were the Warriors, the Warriors playing finals, the WARS. They kept saying, what about the WARS? Who are they playing? Oh, they've got the first final, and they're going to play Penrith. And um, It was amazing to sit there, and, and, and then there's some of the public transport over there has been has been graffitied up the WARS and there's been the communities have started a petition. They want to keep it. They don't want the transport office to,
1: <laughs> to put in new,
2: <laughs> new carriages with the buses and everything like that as well. So, but with the uh, Sean Johnson, I did say to you, AP, didn't I? It was one of the best acceptance speech yes. acceptance sports speeches I'd ever heard. Yeah. He was so, um, he, he just bared his soul to be quite honest. Mm. he said during it, Jules and listeners and, and Tommy he said, um, you know, this signing, See, it was really a legacy signing. He needed to go back to New Zealand just to to really entrench his legacy in New Zealand Rugby League, which when he first came into first grade, 2011, they go through to a grand final. He wins golden boots and you know, wins test matches for New Zealand. But a lot of people didn't see him the, the player that he once was. And so going home for what you would class as a, as a halfback minimum wage yeah. um, was a real legacy signing. Mm. And it's worked out the way it is that... Yeah, he had some really tough conversations with Cam George to the point where they were thinking about just hanging them
1: up. Body language-wise, it looks like he's fallen back in love with the game. And Mm. another one that reminds me of that too is Chance. Yeah. You know, sort of had the Mm. unhappy ending to his time there at Canberra. It was out of the side for a bit. And they just look they love the game. And you think about this side, living out of a suitcase for two years, finally go home. What Webster's done with a squad that's not his squad, by the way, to Mm. engineer the turnaround... Uh, is one of the more remarkable seasons I've seen. I tell you,
2: also AP and and Jules and um, and listeners, is that the way that Andrew Webster handled the Roger Tuivasa-Shek situation, because this represents how strong this club is and um, around each other, and his open and honest communication is that when they were about to announce the signing of of A shek he rang. Chans and said, "Chance, I need to talk to you. He said, yeah, what do you need to talk about, Coach? He said, no, no, I need to talk to you face-to-face. Well, it's all right, Coach. Let's just talk now. He said, no, no, I want to do it face-to-face. i got to, you know, I, I want to respectfully talk to you face-to-face. Well, listen, we're bringing back Roger, but you're the first, you're the number one next year. If everything's going okay, you're wearing the number one jersey, okay? I just want to tell you that face-to-face. So the next thing that Sharnsik or Klukstar did is he rang Roger Tuovasashek to say... You know what? I can't wait to play alongside you. You've always been my hero. I just, I just can't wait to get you back into this club. You know, I'm going to love being your teammate. Instead of treating him like an enemy, and I've got to fight for that number one jersey, he just embraced him, and that's that represents really good people in your club.
3: Yeah, and mm. when we're talking about Sean Johnson, I think that there's a lot of parallels to to Benji Marshall and and his career in that he burst onto this scene as this, you know, young, hot, brash player who could do all of these spectacular things. And then as his career has progressed, he's matured. His game has evolved. He's now a genuine game manager. And again, he was almost lost to the game. There were times when, had Wayne Bennett not reached out to, to Benji, he probably wouldn't have had that unbelievable end to his career. And in much the same way, Sean Johnson, seemingly on the scrap heap, has life breathed into a career that, that perhaps you know could have ended um, on, on pretty poor terms last season.
0: Mm. Yeah.
3: Adam Fenua Blake, world-class front rower. Jackson Ford,
1: as a Dragons fan, I'm, I'm happy. I know Timo had said on this network, you know, didn't quite fit in the Dragons, but his style of play, they probably didn't use him right. He's a real foot soldier. And Tohu Harris, I mean, he's a guy you'd go to battle with any day of the week, twice on Sunday, an absolute machine. It's interesting, though, that Webster, naughty reckons he sort of transplanted a lot of the Penrith plays. And the Warriors have this reputation of sort of razzle-dazzle, throw the ball around. You look mm. at their numbers. In terms of offloads, they're down the pecking order
3: this year. Yeah. But they're driving hard through the middle. It sort of also shows that it's it's hard to pick an assistant coach. Like, how do you know who's going to go on and and be a good head coach? Because everyone's – when you're the assistant, you're everyone's friend. Um, you know, he came out of a good system, but so did Cameron Sorraldo. And right. there's no doubt that Cameron Sorraldo is a good coach as well. But – Look at the struggles that he's had at the Bulldogs, and it's you've got to do a lot of due diligence. But I know that the Penrith were very um, disappointed to see him go. They're obviously happy for him as well, and, and yeah, he went with their blessing. But he brought a lot to that side.
2: Torhu Harris, interesting one there. Uh, Cameron George has said openly that if if it wasn't for Torhu Harris and his partner, that he doesn't know where this club would be the way through COVID. That he, that he individually, along with his partner, who obviously was um you would probably tried to be that that conduit with the families as well that if it wasn't through those two and, and his family through covid th- the club would be an absolute mess the way that he yeah. brought together the entire playing group and their families and and just somehow made living away from the country and away from your fans and schooling your support mechan- uh, networks whatever it may be uh yeah will we'll always be um Truly under, underestimated by people outside of the club.
1: Yeah, natural leader. You know, two years out of a suitcase, they deserve nothing less. And, and this mm. is so good, you know, Joel Kane, rising tide lifts all boats. Right? People mm-hmm. should be wanting Warriors success. A good mm. mate of mine, married a New Zealander, is an Aussie guy, lived in Auckland for years. Rugby league's huge in Auckland, huge. Mm. And now, off the back, success, you know, success breeds success. And how many more kids now? Because a lot of the kids, don't they sat there, they play league and union. They yep. might play the union on the Saturday league on the Sunday. When they come to that fork in the road... If you get how many percentage to go, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to be a rugby league player instead of a rugby a union bit player. look at Matty Timico. Matty yeah.
2: Timico come out of Auckland Grammar, which is, has produced the most amount of All Blacks in the history of mm. you know, New Zealand rugby. So he comes out of a school of that nature, but never, ever once saw himself as a rugby player. Mm. Only ever saw himself as a rugby league player. And then the great and late Peter Mulholland convinced him that Canberra is just like Auckland.
1: So come Can over to canberra.
2: canberra.
1: Minus the harbour. He's
3: <laughs> got a lot to answer for there. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny that like the All Blacks have racked up 70 points against Namibia in a Rugby, uh, rugby World Cup. Yeah game and I suspect that no one's talking about that today that they're all yeah, talking exactly, about what's yeah. happening with the warriors yeah there's so much talent in that country
1: too so it's going to benefit NRL expansion in the long run what about the knights you know Adam O'Brien you talk about uh, turnarounds uh, that is a pretty decent one and it did didn't it satsy coincide with the move of ponger back to fullback i made the point said knights fans should be writing letters of thank you to the broncos and rich walsh for keeping him out of origin
2: yeah it's it's a good point and and i suppose <laughs> you don't want to see anyone get concussed. But I think the concussions also, the concussions allowed Kaelin to sit back and say, you know what, if I get thrust into Origin straight away, whether it's even coming off the bench, it's all just happening too quick after recovering from multiple concussions. So if I can just take one of those stresses out of my life and for this year, let's just take Origin out of it. Let me just get my head right. Let's make sure that um, everything that I'm going to do is within the best interests of the Newcastle Knights. It just it just took a stress out of his life that that um, that allowed him just to focus on again that simplistic role of of trying to play his best rugby league. First and foremost, be able to get on the training paddock each and every day, and then be able to play each week. So the concussions I think played a huge role in allowing him to then make a decision about Origin, then focus on Newcastle, and. Allows him just to spend a lot of quality time with his head coach. But I've got to say, when you look at that t- that team on paper, it's an it's an awesome side. When you look at Ponger and and Dom Young, Greg Marju's a good yeah. winger, you've got Dane Gagai, a, a proven performer, you've got Bradman best post origin. Uh, you've got Jackson Hastings when he is playing has a got a great rugby league IQ. Then their forward pack, when you've got Tyson Frizzell and Lockheed Fitzgibbon, the Saifidi twins. Uh, young Leo Thompson's a good player. It's a it's a hell of a team. And then you, next year they get Jaden Beryl back.
1: Jaden Braley, uh, I should yeah. say. Jaden
2: yeah. Braley. Well, this is the other yeah. thing. I mean,
1: you know, you starting nine goes down. The six fails. You move him back to one. You don't have what you'd call a marquee number
3: seven. And Phoenix Crossland's been so good. Now he's on Michael Maguire's radar. Yeah. Mm. And I'm happy for the coach Adam O'Brien, but – in the middle of the year, he was all but gone. Yeah. So we know that other coaches were being sounded out, that they'd put the feelers out. And he was asked about this during the week. And he said, well, I'm okay with that because they're basically the circumstances in which I got the job. Mm. Like, like When Nathan Brown was there, he walked away when he heard that, you know, deals were being done behind his back or they're at least filling out other candidates. And he said, well, we weren't winning. That's how I got the gig. So I have to roll with it. And... What an amazing turnaround! In that he could, you know, be leading them potentially to within a game of a grand final, yeah. um, just months after he was practically gone. He lost his yeah, mum too. Yeah, really
2: good point there, Jules. Yeah. He, he, um, they found out his mother had a had a brain tumour and and lost her very quickly as well. So he was he was basically driving from Newcastle City most days of the week before and after training, just to be able to one talk to doctors, two spend time with her, and then he lost her. Midway through the year, and again, it's about taking those stresses out of your life, and and yeah, he's a hell of a nice guy, Adam O'Brien. If no one's ever met him, and he's just he's just such a rugby league tragic. He just loves the game so much, and he just he wants to talk about it twenty four hours a day. But he loves nothing more than having a beer with his mates and talking about anything but rugby league. He's just mm. a hell of a nice guy. I'm I'm glad he's getting a little bit of success.
1: And you think about Bradman best, uh, still a performance origin free. It's like a different beast. You know, Gus always said that he loved his players playing origin because they come back to club footy. And he said, all of a sudden, they feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And, and we've seen that with his form, Bradman Best, in the back end of the season. Mal's got a few decisions to make when it comes to his kangaroo centre pairing, right? Val's in a bit of trouble. Campbell Graham, not going to play. Latrell Mitchell, not going to play. Uh, Best firmly in
3: that conversation. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, and... it's amazing you... too, when you consider, um, sorry, Sats, that yeah. um, at the end of last year, he got dropped because he literally missed the bus and you talk about personal standards and team standards and he was a, a guy on a lot of money wasn't playing up to his paycheck by his own admission and <laughs> that was the wake-up call and and he worked really hard in the offseason and he realized that he'd let himself and his teammates down and then you put him into that game and it's just something has clicked for him and there was a lot of criticism of his selection if you remember and he was one of the best players on the field in origin three. Oh.
2: yeah Yeah, you know, we we interviewed Danny Badiris throughout the week on Sports Day and we asked him about Bradman and because he was one of the great Origin players and he knows Bedsy, he said, you come back either two ways from Origin, you come back flat and tired, carrying a a little injury, or you come back a a completely different player, a completely transformed player if you've only been introduced to it for the first time. And I was always really critical of Bradman Best because his inability to catch the ball and pass, it was all about... I'm going to catch the ball. Yeah. Growing up, I was the, the biggest and the best kid. I'm just going to run over the top of you. But since coming back from origin, his ability to catch the ball and transfer it to Greg Marju, I haven't seen in his game consistently. So he came back from origin exactly like you say, AP. He's come back a... Uh, yeah, probably a, a 50% better player.
3: Do you remember there was that period in the middle of the year where they had the buy, and there was all this talk about oh, the... Oh, the Bali trip. The <laughs> yeah, Bali yeah. trip. So the whole team's gone, and they are going yeah. to Bali or whatever else. No, the, the whole team didn't go. Um, Bradman Best went, and he went over there, and he'd previously been at Bali. And when he was over there, he'd met someone, and, and they became friends. Um, and he said that when I went back there, I actually went and I helped this guy build his house. Um, and he just sort of said that... The gratefulness that he experienced in, in, you know, being able to do that, helping someone who was doing it a bit tougher. And it wasn't sort of the, the way it was presented. It was this, you know, Yahoo weekend yeah. where he's gone away and, and let his hair down and had a thousand beers. Um, just little things like that can yeah. sometimes just tweak your attitude. And he came back freshened up and was obviously much better for that whole experience.
2: Yeah. Have you ever, ever heard any stories about his father, Roger? No. no. One of the best schoolboy rugby league players, I think, still today. If you name the top 10 schoolboy rugby league players, he'd get a mention from a lot of, a lot of people. He was sort of back in the, like the 80, I would have been 90, 90, 91, 92, I think around that period. He was, I think he was a double Australian schoolboy. Started playing uh, with an NRL club, but just injuries. He went over to England. He just, he never got going, but he was a phenomenal player.
3: Just finally on Bradman, like the club, there was talk that the club wanted to offload him earlier in the season when he when he wasn't performing at his best. He's now just changed management groups, um, which complicates things. But all of a sudden now they want to extend him. So yeah. it's like again, it's like the Adam O'Brien thing. Like how quickly things yeah. can change in the space of just three or four weeks. It's a pretty simple equation, isn't it? You just got to
1: perform. Yeah, mm. uh, that, that's basically it. And he was so good in Origin three. That's when they decided to start Murray. All of a sudden, quick ball in the hands of Cody when he got a retreating oh, defensive line, yeah. a and, quality yeah.
3: ball runner. He was he was in heaven. Th- they'd never played together, and it felt like they, they'd been in each other's pockets all yeah. their lives. It was incredible how you can just have that connection straight away with yeah. someone.
2: Who's your who are your centres? So quickly, Bradman would be one. Hammer, so the other one.
3: I think probably
1: Hammer has earned it. Does mm. Dane Gagai? If,
2: if, if Newcastle win today, oh. does Dane Gagoy maybe get recalled into a squad at least? Oh. Wait, I, I, I can't have him so. above
1: Hammer, so. though. He was so good there. What about Tony Staggs? Well, mm-hmm. he, Did he oh, he'll for probably s- play for Tonga, s- I think. was a Tonga, yeah. But he could switch, couldn't he? And oh. Stephen Cryden is, is... Samoa. Samoa, Samoa. yep. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a dearth at the moment. And, and what about
3: Val Holmes? And what, what's your prognosis there? Uh, well, okay. we, I mean, he, he said it was a joke. It's going to be a fairly expensive one. In fact, they're, they're going going ra- not a very funny one, is it? <laughs> the, the going rate for that ha-ha is about 30K. So, you what know, did Sean Lane play? cop in the end for his? So he uh, copped three. 20 for yeah. his, and I think Munster copped 30,000 plus a game suspension. Yeah, okay. So mm. that's sort of that's where the bar set. Yeah. Mm. And no one will ever be able to prove what was in that bag. But just the nappy I, I sand to those boots gleaming. White, 100%. Yeah. But I think did that that's see, just. Yeah. Did
2: anyone see Rowdy Shearer last night put a post up on Facebook? <laughs> no, <laughs> Dale uh, Shearer. Dale Shearer, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he had, a, he had a, uh, a beer and a. Uh, yeah, like, you, you know when you get you, your salt and pepper, little white salt and pepper, and you, you break you know, rip them open, you yeah, put yeah. your salt and pepper. He's got one of those in his lips between his lips. He goes, I love my salt and pepper.
1: <laughs> he was a player, wasn't he? Uh, a great Queensland, a great manly boy. closet yeah. trainer.
2: He used to just do what he had to do at training. Then you'd go down to Greenmount Beach, and he'd be wading through the water and climbing mountains and running around hills. He yeah, right. closet trainer, he was.
1: He was, what, he was one of Bozo's favourites, because he went to the girl yeah. You were with him at... The Gold Coast, Gold Coast. Yeah. and the
2: Crushers. Yeah. He used to turn up one time the Australian team was leaving to go on tour and he didn't get picked. <laughs> he turned up to the airport with a bag packed.
1: He did not. I've and
2: said to Bozo, <laughs> if anyone's injured, I'm just just in case you need, I'm, I've bought my passport and also all my gear.
1: <laughs> so what happened? Did Bozo let him <laughs> No.
2: <laughs> no, he didn't go. It was
1: a great Queensland 5.8 in that. 95 series, wasn't he? He, he was too, six yeah. he oh, still, yeah. still the greatest. Uh, quick one before the break. Oh, yeah, sorry. I should say, that was our preview. Uh, weighed all that up. Thanks to Top Dollar Recyclers. Visit topdollar.com.au. Stormy Daniel from Prairie Wood. Uh, Jules Sats and Prushinks. If we are led to believe that Sean Johnson is favourite to take out the Dahlia medal on the back of winning the Simon Mannering medal for the Warriors... Johnson, if recalled to the Kiwi side, could be in line for the treble. A golden boot. What a remarkable turnaround that would be for SJ. I
2: think Dylan Edwards is a smoky.
3: And what about the halves available to Michael Maguire now? So he's got Kieran Foran, Jerome Hughes, Sean Johnson, Dylan Brown. It's uh, Mm. going to be some spine.
2: Good team, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Very good team. 0457 736 736. Just a quick weather report for this afternoon. For our great mates Rainbird, the intelligent use of water and kick off at 4.05pm Eastern Standard Time. Top of 17 degrees in Auckland with no chance of rain. You're on Crunch Time. It's time to say
2: hey to the social bet with Dabble. JC has joined us for a banter and a bet. Go on, have a dabble. You win some, you lose more. Well, it's that time of the week again. Time to say hey to the social bet. JC has joined us for a banter and a bet. And JC, there is only four games of NRL left in this season. I had a shocker last night with the Melbourne and Roosters game. Uh, Can't wait for this one. How are you going?
0: I'm doing well, sir. Doing well, mate. Looking forward to this afternoon's action for sure. Uh, Banter obviously popping off on Dabble as well, becoming everyone's favourite screen at the minute. Second screen, that is, of course, uh, enjoying riding home the bets together and enjoying the banter, which is uh, an interesting one this week as well. What do you reckon, stats? Who's the fastest man in the NRL right now?
2: Yeah, you know, the way I like to look at it, JC, is if we had to have a four-man, if we had to have a four-man relay, yeah. who would who would run the last leg? So I'm saying Dom yeah. Young's the first leg, Tolu Kola's the second leg, third leg is Khan Pereira from the Titans, yep, and the last yep. leg to bring them home. The fastest man, it's got to be Jason Saab, six foot five, six foot six, long stride. Yeah, yeah I don't think anyone's gonna beat him over
0: a hundred. No, I don't think so either. I think I actually think Dom Young might be the closest one to him, and we'll see him in action of course this afternoon as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Now, a big game over at Mount Smart Stadium in New Zealand this afternoon. Not long till kick off. Warriors versus Knights. What do you like?
0: Yeah, huge game. I think I'm in the minority here. I'm actually liking the Knights in this line. I know they've got a few key outs here. Uh, so my three-leg game, three same-game multi for today, I'm taking the Knights to win. I think the pressure might just be a little bit much for the Warriors. I don't think SJ's close to 100%. Uh, playing on a calf injury and his style of play is going to hinder him, I think, tremendously. I like the unders as well because I think that's correlated with Newcastle winning. Is to it be, It's becoming a bit of a grind and low-scoring affair. I'm taking Newcastle to win, the under 41.5 points, and Dom Young to score any time for the Knights, which I think is almost a formality these days. Uh, but that's $8 on Dabble if you want to give
2: that one a copy. That's what are you liking this afternoon. Yeah, this game This game could go anyway, JC. Oh, I'm taking the Warriors to win any time. Dallin Wattini, Zelezniak, any time try score. Dane Gagai on the right-hand side, left-hand side for the New Zealand Warriors, any time try score. Gives you $10, JC. I
0: like that. I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this game. It'll be outstanding. Great scenes, and I uh, hope you have a great weekend, JC.
0: Likewise, and I uh, look forward to chatting to you guys next week for some more in our election.
2: See trending bets from profiles like Robbie Farah, Spud Carroll, Chris Walker, and plenty of others. Get following Crunch Diamond, have a dabble. Go on, have a dabble. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.